Got Your Back Podstream is brought to you by Kinprint. For all your company's promotional needs, they do it all. Apparel, promotional products, using the highest quality brands. They do logo design, signage, and printing. Kinprint will promote your brand with excellence. Visit kinprint.ca. everybody welcome to the first got your back episode of 2024 the first of many many to come jason strudwick rob brown both standing by we're gonna have a ton of fun on tonight's podcast and why not right the orders five straight wins nice little road trip looking good in the standings we're gonna break it all down as always podcast brought to you by sherwood buick gmc they want to thank you for your continued support through 2023 and into 24 it's because of you that they were the number one volume gmc dealership in the country and they would like to wish everybody a very happy new year a fantastic 2024 to all of you go see phil and the crew in sherwood park or online at www.gmcpod.com Coming at you from our long shot studio here in Sherwood Park, where all game days are all day happy hour specials. $5 long shots lager. Great place to go check out the game. If you can't get to the game tomorrow night, go check it out down at Long Shots, locations on Stony Plain Road and in Sherwood Park. Happy New Year, boys. How are we doing, Brownie? Doing very good. Very good. It was a great Christmas holidays. It was a nice New Year's Eve. I'm looking forward to 2024. Back from vacation, Struddy. You must be fresh, fresh as a daisy, ready to rock and roll. I couldn't be happier, guys. I was in three finals in fantasy football. I won two. So incredible, <laughs> incredible break I've had. And uh, I guess I know hockey and football. Hey, oh, two-time <laughs> champion this year. You know what's funny, Shogger? He yeah. just comes back from this awesome family vacation with his kids. They go skiing and everything. And the only thing he wants to talk about is his Fan- fantasy, fantasy football, football. teams. It's true. I was driving with my family last night after Kansas City, and I, I won, and I, I won by the limits of margin the second one. And I said, guys, this is greatness. This is what greatness looks like. You're seeing it. <laughs> For someone in the casual plan to win two out of three, to make the three finals is hard. To win two of the three, like greatness. Guys, that's all It's all you can define it as. So you're right. I don't even know what happened guys, on our vacation. How do you manage all that stuff? Like, How much time do you have to put in? I'm not a fantasy football guy, so like, how much time do you got to put into these setting your lineups and getting it all ready? Like, How many hours a week are you spending at this? Greatness doesn't happen by accident. Hashtag Rob Brown said that. <laughs> <laughs> Too much time? I've seen him on the ice teaching, Shogger. And when he's on the ice teaching, he's like on his phone. He's like, okay, I got to trade this guy here. The coach, hey, coach, 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 what are we doing here? Whatever you want, kids. I'm trading my quarterback right now. I've seen it. Oh, that's what they have to know. That's what it takes to be great. Two uh, wins, guys. Two. I probably won over, I don't know, 50 bucks out of those two games. Incredible. Big stakes. (laughs) Worth worth every hour of that time you could be, you know, playing board games with your kids. Uh, Did you hear any of uh, any of the pods while you were away, Stretty? Because... I'm not going to lie to you, man. It was a little uncomfortable. Like Joaquin Gage stepped onto this podcast and just yeah. immediately started throwing haymakers at you. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We will not be doing that on this podcast. Jason Strudwick's name is on this thing. I wouldn't have it, Struds, but Gager just kept at you. 
The difference between Joaquin Gage and I is that when I chirp, I tell truth. When he's chirping me, he's just filling the world with lies. I respect goalies. I like goalies. Did I help him a ton? You better believe it. The stats he provided showed how much I insulated those guys. Pronger, Strudwick, Lindstrom, Bork insulates goalies. You missed that one, Brownie. Gager did an entire, we called it Gabin with Gager. He did an entire Gabin with Gager on how Strudwick hates goaltenders. But if he were to pay attention to the statistics, he would see how much goaltenders propped him up through his career. And in fact, how much he hurt goaltenders numbers when he was on their team. Well, I've watched, I've watched Strud's play. I knew he hurt, he hurt goaltenders numbers. He hurt his forwards numbers. He cost coaches jobs. I've seen Strud's his career. I'll but say he's really this. good in podcasts, though. I will and say fantasy this. football. And, well, obviously, two-time champion. You know. But guys, I'll say this. When I was single, every time I went to a bar, I stood right beside the goalie. Every time. I was all over them like a backpack because I felt really good about myself standing there. Not some very goalies are not very good looking. You are an absolute horrendous dresser. Is this guy blind? I hope you have a great day. I feel like that goalie's not bad looking, Strides. Did you go hang out next to Hank in the bar? I was married at that time. And I wasn't trying. <laughs> You're not putting in an effort. Uh, it was glorious. Big thanks to Joaquin Gage for joining us for a couple of pods. We'll get them on one night here, Struds, when you're on as well. And uh, I'll just sit back and let the two of you throw haymakers at one another. Brownie, who's your money on? Oh, it's on Struds. I love Gager, but my money's on Struds. He's he's quick-witted. <laughs> yeah. And he can get those left-handed muffins going real good. He can make it look good like nobody else, man. Okay, guys, lots to break down with the Edmonton Oilers coming off this road trip. Got all of them. How's everybody feeling about their prediction on that 14-game stretch? How's everyone feeling about that stretch? You get a little nervous about your prediction there, buddy? Well, they got to uh, go six and five. <laughs> to be, no, it's shaping up like they're about to fall off a cliff, bud. <laughs> all right, let's get to the breakdown. Brought to you by Mr. Dirk, the iconic men's clothing store in Edmonton. Founded in 1939. That's how long their brand has been around because... It's high-quality stuff. I tell you all the time, it's where I shop. It's where I buy my dress clothes. I buy some of their casual wear as well. Fantastic suits and shirts and pants and belts and anything you need to kind of elevate your wardrobe at work. And they got some great-looking casual wear as well. Just off White Avenue and 102nd Street, they are a one-stop shop for all your clothing needs. Check them out at mrdirk.com. Uh, we did not do a post-game podcast last night, given that it was New Year's, and so maybe we'll spend a couple of minutes just debriefing one hell of a night, Brownie, from Mr. Warren Fogle. Five points for Warren Fogle. I'll repeat that. Five points for Warren Fogle. What is going on with 37? Well, I said for Christmas, one of the gifts I wanted for the Oilers was mittens for Fogle and McLeod, so they kept their hands warm. For mm -hmm. when they came back from the break, and they certainly are. Um, I, it's funny when when they first put Fogel and McLeod with Leon. I kept getting texts from people. They can't put those guys there. That's where Kane's got to be. They're not good enough to play there. And my my words to them were: they deserve a shot. They've played well. Kane had struggled at that point. Give them a shot. Let them go out and see what they're capable of doing. And what they're doing is they're giving speed to Leon Drysaddle. Both sides of he looks either way. He's got guys with speeds, and what speed does it pushes the defenseman back, opens up more space for Leon in, in the middle, and he can make plays. But what you gotta love about what Fogel and McLeod, but Fogel last game did, it's not they're not getting secondary assists 
where they, they dump a puck in and Leon does all the work and they get that second assist. Fogel is making the plays. McLeod is making the plays. And I think that's what you got to appreciate with, with Fogel and, and McLeod and especially with Fogel's night last night. He was the best player in the game. He played on a line with Leon. He played on a team with Connor. Warren Fogel was the best player in the game last night. And uh, the stretch that they're having has allowed the Oilers to hopefully have Evander Kane find his game on the third line. It's allowed the Oilers to put Connor with the line that's dominated the NHL because the Oilers now have a second line that's producing. I love the way you talk about that. You talk about those guys kind of working hard and helping out Leon. But I think it's also about Leon kind of figuring out how to work with these two guys and what to do with them and how they play, right? It goes it goes both ways. And I, I'm not suggesting Leon has to lower his game or, or dumb his game down. And I, I know that's kind of a, a mean term, but he's now understanding how they can play and how to make them successful. And I think that's what great players do. So I, I love the way those three guys are playing. But I, I love to talk about the, the speed, Brownie. They're also three big guys. And, you know, I love that. I think on the yep. playoffs, I'm talking ground and pound, right? You're in there, ground and pounding, wearing teams down. And uh, whether it's on the four check or getting on, I like that. I like that line. So a great pass from Daniel Nurse on the first goal for Fogel. Oh. And Nurse is playing fantastic mm -hmm. right now, too. But, man, what a seeing eye pass that was. And Fogel was real good to stay firm on his stick there. The other one is the one I want to talk about, though, because it was him off the rush with Leon Dreisaitl. And that little touch pass he made that allowed Dreisaitl to get the scoring chance off in the slot. Guys, I'm telling you, go back two years to the playoffs and watch Warren Fogle. The guy couldn't skate 15 feet without either falling over or losing the puck. <laughs> he absolutely could not make the simplest of plays. It was unbelievable. It was he and it was Pugliarvi and both of them. Neither of them could, could handle the puck to save their lives. It was just like a grenade. And he just didn't want the puck. He couldn't get it off his stick fast enough. It's phenomenal to me that that same player is now making plays struds the way that he is. The play is not only not dying on his stick, he is making plays and keeping offensive zone time alive by making plays, playing with Leon Dreisaitl. It's an unbelievable turnaround in the hands and the confidence. Yeah, it's, it's you know in some ways a little bit of Connor Brown, right? Connor Brown kind of looks like that a bit. You know, he, he's he's he, he, he's got the yips. Uh, Fogel doesn't have it, but I think when you're a big, strong guy, at least I know when I played against big, strong guys, I, you know, when they hang on to the puck and use their body to shield it, it just kind of makes it hard on the defenders. And you start kind of not panicking, but you're like, boy, this guy's got the puck and he's holding it for a while. And it's, it's a lot of pressure on your teammates to try to cover the people that are trying to get open. So I think for, for Warren, he's understanding how he has to play to be successful and he's got confidence. And that's, that's a big word. He has confidence to do that. Um, cause now you look now both McLeod and Fogel, I think they both have seven goals, which, you know, three weeks ago, I'd have been like no chance. <laughs> well, and when you think with, with, with Fogel and you talk confidence, when you have confidence, you're willing to make the plays. And I know the pass that you're talking about, Shogger, uh, when I saw made the, the pass, I, I go to Reed Wilkes, right? Okay. That, that is a player that's got confidence. Cause that's a play he never would have made. He would have sure. shot the puck on, on net, or he would have carried it into, to the, the corner and just tried to work it down there. He, he's making plays cause he feels good about his game. Uh, the beginning of the season, he was getting opportunities. There was no finish, and it started to affect the rest of his game because he's just breakaway after breakaway. Nothing was going in. Now he's a guy that's he's in the offensive zone. They're crisscrossing, drop passes, keeping plays alive. Uh, he's set up a couple goals from behind the net. He's seeing the game. When you have confidence, the game slows down for you, and now all of a sudden you see plays developing. When you have no confidence, the game is 
going 100 miles an hour, you don't see anything, and you panic. And I think now you're seeing that the game has slowed down for Warren Fogle and for Ryan McLeod, and that just bodes well for the Oilers going forward because now you can make a much better third line because you've moved those two up onto your second line to play with Leon. Struds, is Ryan McLeod a second-line player when the playoffs start? Like, is this – it's going really well right now, man. It's going really well. Do you think there's longevity to this this formation? Well, we haven't seen it, so we don't really know. But the good thing is there's 50-some games or whatever is left to, to kind of to figure it out. I think the other side of that question, though, is who is the center of the third line? Yeah. You know, I, th- I think that's a big, a big thing that's TBD. Like, Derek Ryan's in there very smart. You know, he's got some some capable people helping him out on the wings. Um, but I think that that is, if you're going to put McLeod there and he looks good as a winger, who helps out in that 3C? I think that's the challenge, Brownie. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But with McLeod playing second line wing, it takes a lot of pressure off you. I, I played wing. I played center. Center's way harder. Yeah, yeah, When you're playing wing, you got one thing to think about in your own zone. That's don't let your defenseman score. I think that when the game is simplified for Ryan McLeod. He becomes a more effective player at this point in his career. Now, again, going forward, uh, Evander Kane is the guy that wants to be on the second line playing with Leon. Uh, And when his game is on, he is very effective there. But Ryan McLeod, we're just seeing right now what he's capable of doing. And it's, you've got, it's a, this is a, an audition. See how far he can go with this and if he can continue to improve. But he does give Leon Dreisaitl a ton of speed there. And if now all of a sudden, if Evander Kane's on your third line now, you got to convince him to play there. But if Evander Kane's on your third line, now, wow, all of a sudden you can build a, a pretty effective third line. Because if you're going to win in the playoffs against LA, against Vegas, you've got to have three, if not four, good lines because those teams do. You know what else is looking like it's not doing great prediction wise, Struds? Was my prediction that Dylan Holloway would be a top six forward by the end of January? Mm-hmm. I feel like the bar is a little higher now than what it was when I said that. If you recall at the time, it was like, just show you can make a play or go to the net and you beat out McLeod and just produce a little bit and you'll beat out Fogle. Well, now all of a sudden, Holloway's going to draw back into the lineup here. He's looking at that left side and he's going, oh, wait a second, Ryan McLeod's now in my way too. So Holloway might come back as a fourth line left winger here, which good spot for him to work his way up for. He can play some center, though I don't know that they'll give him that opportunity, Brownie. But it's a good thing when a player like Dylan Holloway is drawing back in and you're looking at the lineup going, he's going to have to play well to be in. You're right, but how about a line where Dylan Holloway flips over to the right side and Evander Kane's on the left side? That is now a big, physical, strong line with some speed that plays with edge. To me, I, I always say that Dylan Holloway is a nicer Evander Kane like he he can play with the physicality he's got speed he gets in there he's physical uh and now now again you have to find the center to play with those two but the others are now looking a little more a little more deep than they did about a month ago when we were trying to find players that were capable of playing in the top six and now we're trying to find uh spots for guys because they deserve to be higher up in the lineup so this is a good thing for the Oilers correct me if I'm wrong but I don't believe that uh Knobloch has coached Holloway yet has he uh, did he get one game in before he got hurt? I thought he got one in and then got okay. hurt. Maybe I'm wrong, but I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. I thought about, well, either way, it was it. There hasn't been much there, so I think that this is a coach that will have a fresh set of eyes for Dylan Holloway, and no, no preconceived notions. And that, and Knobloch said that when he came in, he said, 
I, I don't know anything about any of these guys, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna just gonna kind of see and, and, and let people figure out where they're at. So it'll be interesting to see where they slot them. I think you're right. Jumping to the top six by the end of January is probably pretty pretty uh, optimistic. <laughs> but um, like, let's be honest. I think Connor Brown had one of his best games as an Oiler yesterday. He was really skating, moving sure. well. Consider the the um, the people he's playing against. You know, so now you add in, you know, maybe Holloway on that line to start. Let's just say to start, um, you know, there might be something there. Again, those are two pretty fast, pretty big wingers, the guys that work hard, uh, that have some decent skill. So two games in a row for a point with Connor Brown. Holloway gets in there. What what can that look like? And then more importantly, though, can they get the ice time? Third line center. Third line center is on the list as we hurdle towards the trade deadline here over the next couple of months. We'll see if somebody – Develops into that spot. We'll see if Ryan McLeod stays on the wing, but third line center could be what we're talking a lot about as we move forward. Okay, guys, um, wanted to take a minute here to introduce one of our newest partners here on the podcast. We have decided to team up uh, with good friends of ours and one of the, honestly, one of the best charities going on in the city of Edmonton. Uh, really proud to announce our partnership with UCAN youth services they're an edmonton charity dedicated to helping young people move out of harm's way and back into school or into the workforce relying on the support of the community for things like rent food work clothes and bus passes your donations go directly to helping our youth build lives they are proud of you can is relentless in supporting youth find success and economic independence visit youcan.ca to see how your donation can change lives right here in our community. A number of different ways to donate to UCAN. Um, you can become a monthly donor, which Got Your Back is now a proud monthly donor of UCAN Youth Services. Uh, you can also, they've got the comedy event that goes every single year. You can buy a table, you can buy a ticket, you can bring out some people and have an absolute blast. Kyle Dubay, our very good friend, uh, runs this thing. He has an amazing staff. Uh, Brownie Struds, I know you guys have some experience with this charity too, Brownie, and we're super pumped to have these guys on board. Well, I, I've known Kyle for a long, long time. I, I coached his son, I think, a couple times. He and his son and my son played hockey together. Mm -hmm. He is one of the nicest people, you know, the family is one of the nicest families, you know. Uh, I know Struds and I have gone to the comedy night a few times. I think once we were on stage, we, I think we got sold to play, someone got to play golf with us or something. That's when you wear your really, really extra tight jeans to try and get us more money and stuff. But yeah, I know it's a fantastic <laughs> charity, and uh, yeah, I'm excited that uh, we're we're a part of it now. So uh, donate, donate lots. Yeah, we have a history with the, with Kyle and and uh, you can. So excited that we're all uh, you know a part of uh, each other's uh, work here. For sure. Um, so one of the themes they have at UCAN is that they are relentless in helping youth. Um, you know, at-risk youth. They're relentless in their pursuit of, you know, helping them turn their lives around. And so we're going to we're sort of play with the segment a little bit, but on a lot of nights we're going to talk about a relentless player because that is the theme over at UCAN. Now, Warren Fogle is the obvious one, guys, but I'm going to point it in a bit of a different direction here. I'm going to point the relentless player for this segment at Calvin Pickard. Because this guy has been relentless in trying to remain a National Hockey League goaltender. He's been relentless in trying to keep his career on track and keep going. So he gets this opportunity with the Oilers due to somebody else's poor play and misfortune. But he's doing a really good job, Struds. He's, he's going in. He's giving them valuable starts. He's doing what a player in that role is supposed to do and has solidified it. I'm really impressed with what Calvin Pickard has been able to give these guys. 
I love that you went away from uh, what, what probably was the obvious one in Fogel. But I think what with when you're a backup goalie, I just always thought, just give us a chance. Just give us a fighting chance to, to, to get a win tonight. That's all we're asking for. We don't need you to win the game by yourselves. Just give us a fighting chance. And he's done that. He's done that in every start or position he's put in uh, to replace another guy. So I think it's great. And, and I, I said it before and I'll say it again. There is zero pressure on him. No one thought he'd even see an NHL brink much less play this much time in the NHL this year. So um, he's done a great job, Brownie. And I, I honestly, it's just calm the waters uh, behind Stuart Skinner, who's able to get his feet underneath him as well. Well, he's coming in, and all you want out of a, a goalie when you're with playing for the Oilers is a quality start. Don't lose the game. You don't have to win a game. You don't have to steal a game. The Oilers offensively are good enough that they're going to score their goals. So just come in, give a quality start, and he's done that time and time again. And I know that there's a lot of people clamoring for Rodrigue to come up, give him a chance. And I'm thinking, well, I, I understand why you're saying that, but, I mean, this other guy's come in and done everything that the Oilers had wanted, if not more. And uh, he's done it with flying colors. So I've loved what, Picard, what Pickard's done, and uh, good on him because he has solidified or at least calmed the Edmonton Oilers' uh, goaltending situation. 100%. Remember, go to youcan.ca to see how your donation can change lives right here in our community. They're a wonderful charity helping at-risk youths uh, find employment, get off the streets, get themselves into the working world and getting their lives back on track. Thrilled to have Kyle Dubay, UCAN Youth Services, on board here on Got Your Back. All right, that was the breakdown brought to you by Mr. Dirk. When we come back, plenty more to discuss as far as the Oilers go. Then we will have Strutty's World taking a lap, ask us anything. Lots more to come on tonight's pod. Winter is upon us, so why not make the best of it? Marmot Basin Ski Resort is where it's at. Ski half price every day, no blackout periods. Pick up your escape card for 99 bucks and make winter fun more affordable. Half the price, all the powder. Get yours at www.skimarmot.com. Are you ready to elevate your moving experience? Trusted for over 100 years, Ferguson Moving and Storage are your partners in relocation, ensuring your journey is smooth and stress-free. And say goodbye to surprises with Ferguson's transparent flat rate pricing. Contact them now for a free moving quote and use the promo code FERGUSON to receive $100 off your next move. Visit fergusonmoving.com and let them lift your expectations. All right, time now for takeaways brought to you by Redefined Health. If you're feeling unhappy with your overall level of health, you health you have to try their wellness lifestyle program a unique 90-day program including daily meal plan exercise regimen video instruction and support pre and post assessment to help you monitor your progress all for just 150 bucks that's not a lot of money to get the guidance and support that dr tyler fix and his staff are going to give you help change the way you are functioning and feeling day to day visit redefined health com. Touched on Darnell Nurse in that first segment, guys, but we probably need to give him a little bit more uh, time just considering how well he seems to be playing uh, night in, night out here, Struds. Somehow he has simplified his game and he's getting so much more done. 
That's the thing with him, eh? The magic elixir with Darnell Nurse. When he <laughs> simplifies, he gets way more done. As weird as that is to say, he's been so good lately. I think when he gets in trouble, it's from desire of trying to do everything, every shift, win a win, win, win the game every shift. And I think he's dialed that back and just playing within himself. He's so mobile. He's got a great stick. Uh, you know, he he's he's physical. He can make a good pass. Those are pretty much the things you need from a D man. You, know, you don't need a wizardry like a Quinn Hughes that you see in Vancouver, especially with that size. So he's really made it. And simply is a good way of putting it, but doesn't mean unskilled brownie. No, I, I think that when Darnell Nurse, uh, the last couple of years, you would call him high event. A lot of things happened when he was on the ice. <laughs> some really great things, but also some things that you're like, oh. And, and the fans would get on him for it. But now he's it's much more low event. And yeah, he's calmer out there. He's not jumping up in the rush every time. He's picking his spots. And he's very good. Now, because he's not going up every time, now he fools players. Because you know, he didn't jump up the last three times. Now he's gone. He is skating is second to none. We've seen that when they're shorthanded, how he jumps past three or four players and creates odd man breaks. Uh, I do believe the addition of Paul Coffey on the bench has really solidified or really helped a Bouchard and a nurse, just teaching them that you don't have to do everything every shift. Just go out there and play your game and let the game come to you. And I think that now that Darnell has uh, simplified his game or become a little less high event, He's become a much more effective player because he's some, he's playing probably some of his best hockey uh, that I've seen him play since he's been with the Oilers. Yeah, I agree. Lots of comments on Darnell Nurse coming in here on the Weish Johnson YouTube uh, stream. Those two, first two assists with Leon and then Fogel were elite, says Obelisk21. Less minutes for Nurse as well, I think has helped. He's focused on being a D-man. Coffee has helped with this whole group, plus six is better than seven. A reminder that our inbox and sound box brought to you by Weiss Johnson, Edmonton's first choice for all your heating, air conditioning, and plumbing needs. They're certified techs available 24-7 year-round to ensure you can get help whenever that might be needed. Give Weiss Johnson a call, 780-463-3096. Weiss Johnson, Weiss Johnson, whoa. But I think if we're going to comment on Nurse, I think you also have to comment on DRNA. I think that his play has been simplified. You know, he's he's making he seems to be really getting the puck quickly and then making really smart plays, like especially the last couple of games. Um, you know, there's a play where he kind of went around the net and he could see that he needed to reverse it and reversed it back. Reversing is not ideal for the third pairing defenseman, right? Because it yeah. is you're kind of throwing it to an area to hope it works out. Um, but I think his play is really elevated. Um, you know, to the point where some nights he's playing more than Kulak. Well, I think uh, with ARNA, when he plays to his strengths and understands what his weaknesses are and stays away from them, he knows. I mean, Strads, you've been in, in, in the third pairing defenseman. You're not oh, yeah. trying the 60 foot stretch pass, you're going off the glass and out. No coach is ever going to yell at a third pairing defenseman off the glass and out or flip it up in the air. They want you to get the puck out of harm's way. And I think he's doing that on a consistent basis. And he's. He's got good gap control. He's not getting beat wide. He's not the, the fleetest of foot, but he doesn't put himself in a position often where it allows the opposition player to come at him with speed. So, yeah, I, I think, well, in all honesty, the, the Edmonton Oilers from top to bottom are playing pretty good right now. So I think you can go through the lineup right now <laughs> and talk about how well each guy is doing. So if the Olympics were starting in February and the team was being picked today, mm -hmm. where in the conversation is Bouchard? 
I don't think he's in the conversation. Don't think so? I don't think so because he that he's he is a great power play defenseman. But they got guys named McCarr that'll be playing that position. Mm-hmm. You need more so, than one of those guys. You want puck movers, Brownie. Well, I think there's other players. I, I, I just don't think that he would be in my top six defenseman on the Olympic team. I just think if you, if McCarr's not, if you don't have someone to play your power play, then you can bring Bouchard as a six, seven defenseman and you can use him on your power play. But that McCarr kid's pretty good. And I think he'll be playing a good minute 30, minute 40 of every power play. So I don't think Bouchard is a, uh, an Olympian. Interesting. Struts? Uh, I'm just looking at the list, guys. I'll run down the top yeah. the top bunch Please of Canadians do. here. And this, these are just the point getters, right? McCarr, Bouchard is second. Dobson's up there. Vince Dunn, 31 points uh, in his 38 games, having a heck of a season. Josh Morrissey, smaller guy, but heck of a good defenseman. Mm-hmm. Mike Matheson, Morgan Riley, Travis Sanheim, Chris Letang, Devon Taves, Mackenzie Weger, Sean Dursey, Drew Doughty, Brent Burr. I mean, the list goes on and on of really good Canadian defensemen. But as far as elite offensive Canadian defensemen, Evan Bouchard right up there among the top two or three. Yeah, I mean, I think you're bringing, I think Dev, uh, Drew Doughty's there. Uh, I do think that you bring him. I think McCarr's yep. there. So you're, you're already down a couple. Is Dar- Darnell Nurse, is he there? I'd have Nurse Ray ahead Skates. of uh, ahead of Bouchard if I'm picking the Olympic team. You know, that's three. Really? You know, Taze yep. is a great option. I don't I don't know that Burns is one now at this, just at this point. Peter Angelo? Yeah, Vegas. yeah, Shade yeah. Theodore from Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's there's a lot, and you have to look at the you know we have to really sit down, and look lefty righties. You know, I know that that team Canada seems to really value that, um, but you know we just listed off three guys, and I, I if I could, I would bring Bouchard with us. You know, if I was in in charge, knowing that the next Olympics is coming, and and I can't see him not being there. Like the way he's playing, guys, he's playing really well on both ends of the ice, really, really well. Is there any way he can bring Matthias Ekholm with him? Because <laughs> really, and that's the thing, right? Bouchard without Ekholm got a guy by the name of Noah Dobson on Long Island oh. who has a similar number of points. Yeah. Hell of a good defenseman, probably a better overall defender too than Evan Bouchard. But Dobson's fantastic. Yeah, such a good player, right? I believe that was the same draft year, wasn't it? They could have had yep. either or. Um, yep. But but point being here, Evan Bouchard, as we're talking about Oilers blue liners, like he's got thirty six points in thirty four games. You know, Kale McCarr's having a fantastic offensive season. But, I mean, Bouchard's game right now is at such a high level. He's picked up kind of where he left off last season. It's amazing, those struts, how how far down his game was to start the year and just how far he's brought his back as well. Yeah, and it's true. And I think that that's, you know, that, that'll level out, I think, as he goes forward. And he'll start being the guy that can he can carry a partner and I'm not suggesting that Ekholm's carrying him, but obviously there's a give and take there. Um, but I think he's going to get to the point where he's the guy that can just, just pick up any partner and, and manage and help them out. You think so? Bouchard will get there. I, I think he has to. Yeah. I think if it's older, they, they, they have to, Ekholm's not going to be here forever. Right. So I, I just think that, you know, what separates him from uh, let's say Carlson in Washington, um, you know, Latang, can he get to maybe that? Latang's pretty competitive. I don't know that that uh, Bouchard's will be that competitive, but you know, you, you you gotta if you want to move up into that top pairing, that's kind of what you got to do. Well, the problem for the Oilers, uh, he has to become a guy that carries a partner because his next contract's going to be worth about eight million dollars. Yeah, it's a bomb. So if he's making about eight million dollars, he better not have to have a guy carry him. He he better be the guy doing the carrying at eight million dollars. 
So, I don't know that he'll be the guy that carries the pairing. I think you need to have a certain type of player next to him. I think you need to have a defensive-minded, solid shutdown D-man who can do that job, and then Bouchard will take care of himself defensively and bring the offense. But, guys, I, I yeah. don't know. Like, we're talking about the difference between a number two and a number four defenseman, mm-hmm. right? Like, oh. is he a two or is he a four? Because Right now he's a four. Yeah, but I think you have to be careful because if you're, you know, if you're going to, what I'm saying is that Bouchard should be able to play beside a $3 million defenseman and not have to have a 6 or $7 million defenseman mm-hmm. beside so, him in three years. So Kulak. So Bouchard eventually should be able to play next to a guy like Kulak. I think a left-handed CC. I'd say that. Right? Like that's that's what I'm, that's kind of what I'm talking about. He doesn't need, he, he, I mean, if but, he has well, eight, Think about it, Strides. Yeah. You're, you're right, Strides, because... Right now they got Nurse at nine point some million, and they're going to have Bouchard at eight million. So they're not yeah. going to be able to afford a six million or a seven million dollar defenseman no. to play with either one of them. So he's going to have to be able to play with a three million dollar guy, or they won't be able to afford him. Yeah, yeah, that's, and he's going. I think he's going to continue to improve. Like he, it's, it's, he's not a finished product. I think there's more to to his game to keep adding. Uh, let's take a quick dive into the standings here, guys, because the orders have really done themselves. Man, have they ever turned this thing around? And entering play today, so they are uh, three points back of Arizona, have a game in hand. Uh, four points back of Nashville. They've got three games in hand on the Predators. They've done a great job at clawing their way back here um, on this run that they've been on. I want to look a little higher in the standings, though. What's realistic, right? You got the Los Angeles Kings sitting at 45 points. Um, That's eight points up on the Oilers. Uh, They've got the Kings have a game in hand. You got Vegas at 49. Like, is it realistic for the Oilers Mm -hmm. to be eyeballing second or third place in the division or maybe even the division title still, Brownie? You're not? I I think 100% they can. I I believe that they'll be in the top three by season's end. I don't know which one they're going to pass. Team, every team's going to have a a part of their season where things go sideways, and even the best teams do. So when I, I do believe the Oilers have a very favorable schedule coming up, as we've talked about, they're going to get a lot. They're going to put a lot of points in the bank. Uh, we saw Vegas just had goalie issues with with injuries, and they dropped a couple. Um, Vancouver came out of the break; they lost their first one of the break. So I do believe the Oilers will be in the top three. Personally, I think it's best if the Oilers were a wildcard team and flipped over to the other division yeah. for playoffs. I think that's a much better, easier route, not having to go through both Vegas and Los Angeles to get to the, the conference final. But I do believe the Oilers will be a top three team in their division by season's end. Yeah, I can't. I don't know if I can go quite that far, uh, but well, I do. Especially think not that, if they go six and five in their next eleven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they kind of screwed me there. But I, I think, though, honestly, I, I just, I still think they're going to have to beat Vegas and and the Kings. I, I really do. I know what Vancouver's done, um, but I look at those two teams. Mm-hmm. I love the way the Kings play. I love it. And I'm, yep. I'm not sure about their goaltending, and that's with a lot of respect for Cam Talbot and and for what he's done. Um, I think Vancouver's goaltending the best of the three teams, but I just think those two teams are so good. So, you know, I, I'm I'm more focused on the Oilers getting into the playoffs and and playing the right way all the time. That's what I think is really important. If they do that, they're going to win a lot of games down the stretch. Jack Michaels with a poignant tweet <laughs> the other day. Uh, good old Jack. He seems to he knows how to put things into perspective. So I'll read it here. 
his tweet says, it's at Edmonton Jack, by the way. So after all that, probably instructive to look at the record the past three years after 34 games. So this year, right, with the barn just a burning away and just a mess of a start, 18, 15, and 1. Last season, after 34, 18, 14, and 2. Look where they finished. 21, 22, 18, 14, and 2. It really didn't end up being that much different, guys. A little more loss, some losses packed together, some wins packed together, but through 34 games, basically in the same spot that they have been the last couple of seasons. When you spin it that way, as Jack did, it kind of puts a, a, I don't know, a bit of a different feel on the start of the year and what happened there, Brownie. Well, it does. When we talked about the beginning of the season when they were struggling, I I always believed that the Oilers were a good hockey club. They were just playing bad hockey. Uh, They were underachieving. And a team with Connor and Leon and Hyman and Nugent Hopkins and Nurse and Ekholm and Bouchard, they weren't going to do that for 82 games. And right now, all we're doing, all we're seeing right now, is nothing special. It's just what we expected. We just had expected it from day one. Uh, so yeah, I, the Oilers are probably a little further behind in the points than we expected, but they're playing right now the way that we had all hoped for, and that's why I, I'm bullish on this Oilers team. Every time the Oilers take the ice right now, I feel they can win a hockey game. It doesn't matter who they're playing against. I feel they are good enough to win that hockey game. And that doesn't guarantee them a Stanley Cup, but I do believe this is a team good enough to be in the conversations. And there was those were not conversations that we were having in October. Yeah, well said. I, I, I'll agree with you, and I'll, I'll take it a step further. I think that, that that stretch at the beginning of the year, I think it galvanizes the group because you have the 100% attention of your players now if you're the coach. This is like they, they've felt that sickness. Like they had the captain's skate. They were talk, you know, talking about cup or bust, all that kind of stuff. And I'm not saying that to be to be disrespectful, but they, their first month of the year was a complete nightmare and they don't want that going back. So that means they're going to be very attentive to the details that this coaching staff's putting into them. All right. That was takeaways brought to you by redefined health and a reminder that Rob Brown's appearances on the podcast are brought to you by our good pals over at kin print. There's the mug, high quality apparel, promotional products to take your brand to the next level, check them out at kinprint.ca. They did up this hat for me, too. I don't know, guys. What do you think of the logo on the side? I've got sharp. one with it in the middle over on the side. Yeah. I don't know. No, I like it. Which do you guys prefer? Middle or I side? I like yours. That looks good. That's a, that's a nice looking hat. Really? Do they come yeah, visors? like i said buddy if kevin if you can dream it kevin and kinprint uh can get it done all right when we come back brownie's favorite segment studies world we're still doing that i thought we canceled that no no gager gager brought it back to life so we'll see how fast Struddy kills it again lots more to come time to talk about your mortgage it doesn't have to be a daunting conversation With over 16 years in the industry, Maria Gallus with Maximal Mortgages knows how to make it easy. With access to dozens of different lenders, let Maria customize the perfect solution for you. Whether you're purchasing, refinancing or renewing, or a first-time buyer, Maria's simplistic approach and expert advice will have you feeling confident you're in great hands making informed decisions. Take the stress out of your mortgage journey. Contact Maria Gallus at mortgagesbymaria.ca. That's mortgagesbymaria.ca. 
The Edmonton Sport and Social Club is YEG's top destination for adult recreational sports. Offering over 20 different options, including ball hockey, indoor volleyball, pickleball, and now ice hockey. For all you fans out there looking to lace them up for the first time or get back into the game after a few years off, like Strutty. Sign up by December 13th for the winter season beginning mid-January at edmontonsportsclub.com. When you make a mistake, heads should roll. It's not right. And I'm here. Someone has to put their foot down. Now that I say it out loud, it does sound a little crazy. Guy look good. <laughs> All right. Time now for Strutty's World, brought to you by DLR Vinyl Products, locations in Calgary and in Edmonton. If you're a business contractor, Homeowner, let DLR help you add vinyl fence to your product line or to your yard. See why they have been going strong since 2005. Reliable, unmatched service with high-quality North American-made products. Visit dlrvinylproducts.ca. That's dlrvinylproducts.ca. Maintenance-free, beautiful maintenance-free fencing materials. It goes in once. No sanding, no staining, no painting, no nothing Highly recommend you check out my brother's company. Struddy, welcome back, buddy. Take us on a ride. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny. I've always prided myself on kind of doing things, you know, the hard way, you know, not not being soft, whether that was, you know, just working out properly or, or getting up early, cold showers sometimes just to, because that's what I think Rocky and uh, Ivan Drago did in Rocky IV. <laughs> but this past week was the first time that I've done something I consider soft. Now, there are things I like. I love tea. Some may consider it soft, but I put honey in there. That hardens up a bit. When I watch TV, I like to put a blanket on myself. It's not a big deal. I wear a lot of sweaters too. I think I make them look good and they compliment my body. But I was skiing last week, guys, and I did something I've never done before. I always keep a massive pack of, um, of hand warmer, like those things you can break up just to warm up the kids' hands or put them on their toes. I always have my the pockets. We got going and we were skiing. And my digits, I couldn't get them warmed up. I was blowing on them. I was doing rubbing them together like I was trying to start a fire. Couldn't get them going. So what I did is I snuck off. <laughs> We're skiing down the hill, and I sneak into the trees, pretending I had to pee, which I didn't. A little detail I think is important. I take out a pack, rub them together, put them in my mitts, and I started feeling so much warmth. But, guys, I had shame skiing down the hill. Soft. I felt so soft. Two hours later, it was warm as hell. So I wonder if you guys... If there's something you've, well, Shogger, uh, maybe this isn't a fair question, but you know, for everyone listening, is there something that recently you've realized you're kind of getting that age where you're like, you look for the soft way out because I did with the uh, hot shots, hand warmers in my gloves. Well, I, I ordered a half beer the other day. I'd had a couple, then I decided what? that my third one was on. I asked if they had, do you have a smaller beer? I said, I, 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 wanted one. I, I wasn't done yet, but I didn't want to have another. So I'm like, can, can I have a half a beer? And, she said no, and so then she gave me a full beer, and I drank it, but I, I did ask for half a beer. Hey, I am, and I'm right now I'm drinking tea that. that did have honey. I'm not sure the honey makes it harder. I think that might actually make it softer because neither of us are strong enough to drink tea without honey in it. I'm not sure that one. And, and the, the whole thing, I don't think you're soft on this. But you stole your kids' heat warmers. Like the poor yeah. kids, their their hands are freezing too, but they're still freezing because you 
And I'm not sure why you told us you had to pee. I'm not sure how that was important to the story. But you stole your poor little kids' heat warmers. What kind of parents are you? Well, to be fair, I carried all the skis down. And I, you know, I don't have gloves on. The, old, the tips of the fingers get really cold. It's hard to get the blood flow going again in that area. Shane Matheson says, well, that is soft, sir. Quaddy uh, says, a blanket compliments Struddy's body. It no, I think covers you said just sweaters. No, yeah. sweater. I said sweaters compliment. They seem to just yeah. they lay oh. nicely. Obelisk 21 says, old man Struddy with his bad circulation. Could be. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, it could be. It could could kind of be. Uh, Shane Matheson says, I actually sleep with a toque on now so I don't get cold. That that's pretty softful Ooh, too. I, I'm not sure oh. I've ever heard anyone ever do that no. before. No. <laughs> you know what I do, Struds, and and you might do this too. But as a Peloton user, mm -hmm. what what methods do you use for softening up the seat a little? What what do you what do you do? So, I'm going to come from a place of complete respect here. But when you suggest to me that the Peloton bike seat is too hard. That is the very definition of soft. That is exactly what I'm, you're probably the guy that when you used to work out, you'd put the, the wrapper on the, on the, on the squat bar to use it. I could see that. I don't do squats, too. buddy. It's well, way too yeah, hard on the back. What, what, what is no a squats. squat? What, I don't understand. What is that? Well, when you're younger, I said, when you're younger, you probably wrap that thing with the old foam roller. I've had a back. bad back since I was 14. I've never done squats. <sighs> well, then, I, then I, I still think you would have done it, but I, that is sad. But anyways, no, I, and I don't want you following me. Like when I'm doing it, I, so I was working out for those of you, I was working out yesterday and Shogger texted, I hope you had a good workout, Struddy. Like we're not workout Peloton buddies just because we follow whoa, each whoa, other whoa. on this thing. Doesn't mean you have to be texting me. Hey, love your numbers, Struddy. They're great. Wait a second. <laughs> Wait a second. This is not the supportive friend that I thought you were being on Peloton. You said to me, what's your handle on the Peloton? I I and did. I told you, and you said i'm going to follow you and we'll encourage each other i didn't know you added the we'll encourage each other <laughs> i said we'd follow each other because i'm going to look at your stats what's going on like not not like how much you're pushing just are you doing it that's it yeah just to but keep don't each talk other about honest. the seat brownie don't this is what i did i was on the peloton and i just finished a ride and i got a little notification that was like you know strutty 34 is on the peloton and so hang on a second i will find the text this is what I sent him. Just, just acknowledging we're Peloton friends now and our relationship is at a new level. I said, boy struds, have a good workout. That's all I said. And then he said, ha, grinding it out. Healthy discourse between two, you know, equally fit athletic gentlemen <laughs> trying to push themselves <laughs> to new heights. Yeah, you had me till that you went with the equally fit. Yeah, I'm on, I'm on your side. Sorry, you you were trying to encourage him. I mean, he is getting old. He's getting softer. You want to encourage him. So I'm on yeah. Shogger's fault uh, on his side in this one. You're just yeah. trying to help out a friend. Mike Corky says, I watch Brownie do lunges with 10-pound weights in each hand, circa oh, no. 89, West End Gym, soft. Oh, boy. Oh, oh boy. I still use 10-pound weights. Yeah, no, I think he's saying... I think he's saying he saw you recently. Hey, I didn't. I yeah, I can't even. I can't even argue that one. No. Well, yesterday I was at the gym and the ninety-two-year-old grandma beside me picked up the fifteens, pissed me off because then I had to pick up at least tens. It couldn't yeah. be that much less than her. You're so like, now I'm a little sore today. 
That must have been her max out day. <laughs> uh, just so you know, Struds, um, I have the seat softener on the Peloton. So you buy the thing. It's like the gel oh. thing that you put on the seats. But then I also wear the protective no, undergarment too. So I have oh. the, 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 the protective shorts. So I have multiple layers of padding. As I am doing my really intense, super impressive Peloton Does, when workout. anybody when people watch our podcast, can they see the names that I can see on the screen where yours says Shoggy? Because I think it should just be, should say uh, Softy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. seriously, that I mean, you crossed. Uh, that's a that's a new level of soft. Is that bad, Brownie? I mean, well, you don't want to have the sore. No sore well, how long gear. Were you riding the bike for nine hours? Like, how, how sore can your bum get? How long do you ride for? Most of the time, I do thirties. 30 minutes 30 or less so you do some 20s no mostly 30s mostly yeah, so, but there are some 20s just answer the question no i did some 20s when i had the bad knee trying to fix it but i'm a, a 30s or 45s 30s or 45s no, that, I, look at the undercarriage gets sore man i don't want to be i don't want to be uncomfortable yeah but this conversation is uncomfortable <laughs> <laughs> now that we started talking about his undercarriage yes it is <laughs> dr gonzo says is this stream also sponsored by Charmin? crazy soft <laughs> j-dub says you can start wearing adult diapers rashad yeah probably overshared probably overshared uh sherry frazzy who is our absolute beacon of positive energy and positivity on the stream she said Oh, Shoggy. Everyone is always hard on Struddy. Now Struddy picking on Shoggy. Oh, man. I wonder what Zuby's mom thinks of this whole fiasco. LOL. <laughs> Zuby, what would your mom be saying right now, buddy? I don't know. You failed to mention in the uh, in the earlier segment that my mom was really the only one who came to Struddy's defense. Uh, oh, she so, was. So she'd probably be on Struddy's side. He, she, My mom was in the comment section saying we picked on you too hard, Strud. So I'm sure awesome. she'd take Strud's side here. I think that she rides the Peloton with just a pair of shorts. She doesn't have the gel pack <laughs> and the protective shorts on as well. And she it's really great, appreciated man. your Christmas card too, Strud's. Yeah. It's, like, <laughs> it's like sitting on a cloud, working oh, out gee. with the rest of the alpha males and <laughs> females. Alpha males. <laughs> All right. That was Strutty's World. Brought to you by DLR Vinyl Products. My brothers definitely shaking their heads with embarrassment after this segment. Brownie, thank you kindly, my friend. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to everybody. Take care. All right, buddy. I think we're going to try and grab you post-game uh, tomorrow night. We'll see how the timing works. Uh, plenty more ahead on the podcast. Stick around, folks. If you own or operate a business, you know the value of a great employee. Just ask Shogger. Pathfind is here to help you find your next star player to help take your business to the next level. Pathfind can help with recruitment, career transition, leadership coaching. They truly have your whole team covered. Building you a championship caliber roster, find your team's path forward at pathfind.ca. Long Shots Golf is the destination for both golf enthusiasts and sports fans. 
top-of-the-line TrackMan simulators provide a highly entertaining and accurate golf experience, while a full-service sports bar loaded with big screens and scratch kitchen make it a truly unique destination. They have locations in Sherwood Park in Edmonton. Experience the best indoor golf and sports bar in town. Visit longshots.ca. That's longshots with a z.ca. Bob's your uncle says the bike riding thing is not good for future continents. Confidence, fellas. LOL. Are we hurtling towards uh, urinary tract issues in our uh, elder years, Stretty, with all this commitment and athleticism we're showing on these bikes? Uh, you know what? I'm not sure. I haven't really. I mean, people ride their bikes uh, till they're older. I don't know. I, I don't know. I haven't really considered it. I guess we could ask a doctor. Okay, Wadi says hemorrhoid shoggy. Uh, somebody said to Shog. Oh, who was it? I can see that. Davin says to Shogger wear a helmet too on that thing. I don't. <laughs> I do. do not wear a helmet on the Peloton. That's Padded a great line. <laughs> underwear and a seat pad like everybody else. Normal precautions. Davin, thank you very much. Okay. Time to take a lap brought to you by Backscape. The product that's taken the online world by storm right now. It's everywhere. Get rid of the unwanted back hair by yourself with Backscape. Water-resistant rechargeable shaver coupled with the long handle lets you take care of business on your own. Shave in any direction with no bumps or cuts. It's easy and it's awesome. Right now, their biggest sale of the year is on. There's my brother Rob demonstrating how to use it. 30 to 50% off right now. Visit Backscape.com. That's B-A-K-Scape.com. And choose from a wide variety of packages delivered to your door. Backscape. Stay smooth, gentlemen. Strutty, let's take a lap, buddy. Where are we going? It feels like the last month there's a pandemic of hitting from behind. And I've had a lot oh. of people kind of stop me and talk to me about it. Say, you know, what are you seeing? Um, you know, what are, you, what are your comments all about? So I just want to clarify my position on hitting from behind. I think we could take an example out of the game yesterday of Germany and Canada. Um, later in the game, a Canadian player was going down the wall. And their German player was coming to to body check him at the last second they were going down the right wall the canadian player turned back up ice and the german player hit him from behind that was only a two-minute penalty i agree with that because a player going in at that last you're going there with the intention to hit a player and that guy changes just as the last second the very last second you can't abort you can't you know it's very difficult so i think in that case stop the the um receiver the hit is guilty on, on on that uh then you go back to the one of the first games pre, sorry before the the um the uh tournament started uh what's his name uh McLean? no the McLenny? no what's the what's the young the 17 year old playing for canada um oh my god uh, Celebrini. yeah you got my Celebrini. Celebrini. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so he buried a guy from on the behind. stream came buried from behind a player yeah. And I couldn't believe they again because I think they take quite seriously in international hockey. That wasn't suspendable to me. That was clear. He saw the numbers. He had time to change his course or decision making, and still hit the player from behind. And that's where I think that if you don't have time, there shouldn't be or a lower penalty or no suspension or no follow up. But when you have it in that case, you see the number shocker. I think that's what needs to be taken out of the game. So. Those are, I think it is difficult at times to pinpoint, but those are two clear examples where a player uh, made the wrong, right decision in one case and then the wrong decision in the other. Yeah, it's so, the the whole turning thing, Struds, it turns it into such gray area because if you go to engage 
And by the time you lean, and we saw this the other day, by the time you lean forward to throw the hit, player circles back and shows you his numbers. That's tough. That's why I think it's really good that they're able to look at replays and actually able to take a look a few times because trying to get these right in real time would be difficult. So listen, I'm, I've said for a long time, they haven't done a good enough job on hitting from behind. And you know, I'm, I'm surprised when they get a chance to look at them and still can't get them right. That's that's the part that kind of boggles my mind is when they have a chance to look and still can't necessarily get it right. But onus has to be on the guy that's behind to just make sure. You just have to make sure. Err on the side of caution. It's not worth piling a guy into the numbers. You might as well just play him tough, but keep it safe. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And then sticking with the physical play, I, I really want to give a, a chance to, or be given a chance to talk about Raphael Lavoie and his play against the Kings, uh, came up, uh, filled in for Evander Kane. And I, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie, like I haven't really seen what I thought would be the makings of an NHL player till that game. Um, he had he had he played limited minutes, and let's be clear on that. But I felt, and it, it's a good thing when you go and look at the minutes and say, boy, this guy only played like six minutes. I thought he played more. And he had some really good shifts where he used his big body, protected the puck, laid a couple guys out, had a good shot. Like, I think his game, at least in the short term, while he tries to get himself into the NHL, really has to be a, a physical one, hanging on to the puck uh, and, and getting pucks to the net. And I thought he did that. And again, in six minutes, I would have thought he had played close to nine or ten minutes, Shogger. So yeah. it's the first time where I'm like, okay, I think he's maybe getting it and he's understanding what he needs to do. So I don't think that's something that we should – I didn't want to skip over it. Clearing through waivers – I mean, the narrative on him last year was that he was going to be, you know, he had a good finish, good second half, and that this year the spot was going to be there for him to lose. He was really going to compete hard and have a great chance. I just wonder what clearing waivers does for a young player, and if you don't see your NHL life flash right in front of your eyes a little bit, and how much good it would do a player like that. Because what he, the, the corner that I think he's turned is when you look at the way he played the other night and when you take a look at a few of the looks they've had at him, the question before was, like, if he's not in a top six or nine role, is he any? does he do anything? Right. But he looks like he's willing to play the game however he has to play the game because he just wants to be an NHL player. It looks like he was out there skating hard for his entire shift, trying to get something done every single shift, Streds. I think the guy sees his NHL life flashing before his eyes, and I think the desperation in his play is reflecting that. Yeah, I mean, I played with a lot of guys who were like, uh, you know, this is how I play hockey. I'm going to play only this way. And it's great. You can play the way you want in the minors or in Europe. Like, there's there's nothing wrong with that. And I'm not being, um, you know, sarcastic here or condescending. But if you want to play in the NHL, you have to play the way they want you to play to get in the NHL. Then once you're in, you can move up the lines. Um, but if you're not in it, it's, you can't do that, right? You can't, you can't move up the lines. You're not in the league. So I think if he, you know, again, I think he probably put the thought in the coach's minds, uh, well, for sure, not block saying, Hey, the next time there's a problem or a guy injured, he's our first call up and we'll say, this is what you got to do again. Show him those shifts. This is how you play. Cause man, it was fun to watch. Wonder if he'll be a usable player come playoff time. Could he be an injection of size, a little bit of skill? Some energy, if needed, on a fourth line in a playoff series. Can they can they get yeah, enough games the, between now and them? He'll need to play more games to get comfortable. Yeah, he will. He will. I I'm not I'm not sure. Um, I'd have to see more. But I guess I'm I'm looking. I'm 
you know, you're, you're looking a little more short term, a short term. I'm looking a little more long term. Is this guy an NHL player? Can he fill a role in that, in that bottom six? And I think for the first time, I, I feel that I have an, an answer that there is a possibility. Yeah. He's, he's intriguing, man, because he can shoot. He shoots at a top six, seven forward level. That's the thing he's got. He's got that elite shot. And to have that guy skating around on your fourth line, um, that would be not a lot of teams that have a guy that could shoot like that on their fourth line. That, that can't be his calling card. If you're going to be in the fourth line, your calling card has to be four check, heavy play, holding on to pucks. Oh, I know. Grinding it out and getting and then That's yeah, what gets you on the ice. That's what but when you, you get your no. opportunity but that's to be what able to do it. NHL. Yeah. That's what gets you in the NHL. Yeah. He, he's not any like no disrespect to the guys he's going to play with. They're not feeding him. They're not, he's not getting set up. That's not Leon Dry he's playing with, getting fed those kind of passes, right? So he's got to set that he's got to get in and say, This is my calling card. And yeah, the shot is great. And then once again, he can move up. But I they're not gonna call him up and say, Hey man, we need you to play beside Leon Dry It's just not happening in right. the short term. All right, that was Take a Lap, brought to you by our good buddies over at Backscape. Time for Ask Us Anything now. Brought to you by Match Eatery and Public House, your destination for all the sports action, big screens, ice cold beer, all your pub favorites perfected. Match Eatery and Public House located adjacent to Rogers Arena in the Grand Villa Casino. For more information, visit matchpub.com as we bring you in on the action, Zuby. We're having a nice, uh, healthy discussion going on on the stream. The one I saw um that i liked was a comment from where was it bob's your uncle fellas make it a rule to yell a verbal oh no that's sorry that's not the one i wanted where was it oh here it is you guys are a great a great outlet for talking about serious men's health issues because of your humor and high level of professionalism please consider that mojo and use it when you can yeah why not? We're all aging males here on this pod guys. We can uh <laughs> we can talk about some of the discomfort that comes with that like you know some bike seat issues and such zuby and i've had to pee for this entire show i just and that's <clears throat> that's not because i'm one of those um small bladder people or have any prostate issues it's because of poor planning that's a men's health issue as well or at least it is for me that's a great contribution you're welcome uh, what are they saying, zuby <laughs> have at her buddy you and struds can knock these ones off and let me know if you need me Struz, uh, quickly on Lavoie, uh, Obelisk wanted to say uh, that interference call on Lavoie was brutal in LA. Seemed more like Kempe interfered with him. Did you see that one, and what did you think of it? I did. I actually sent a tweet out. And I don't like to complain about the refs, but a player is skating up the ice, and I'll give Mark Spector credit. He chimed in on my tweet. He said, that player is entitled to his ice, right? He is skating up the ice. He's entitled to his ice. Kempe jumps out, and, and Kempe doesn't even look at him. And, they, and he just, I think, to be honest, I thought he dove a little bit. Kemp me, uh, but uh, I didn't. I didn't like that call at all. Um, uh, and and I, I actually felt bad for Lavoie because it could have been a turning point in the game. Did you think he knew it was intentional? Do you think he knew Lavoie was coming oh. right there? Oh, uh, from Kempe, um, maybe because he, he definitely sold it. He sold it, and I really like him, Kempe, and that kind of made me lose a little bit of the luster for him. Okay, um, J-Dub says, um, despite the uh, what he calls the gifted contract, Connor Brown is looking much better the last few games. I think the benching helped light a fire, though. Do you agree with that? He's been better since they sat him down that game. Would you agree? Uh, yeah, I think, I mean, it, it doesn't hurt. I mean, getting sad is it just, it's very embarrassing, and it just pisses you off. And I think a pissed-off player is better than 
uh, one who's feeling bad for himself. So I think the last two games he's played, he's moving really well. He's skating hard. Um, and man, like he had a two on one at the end of the game and loses a handle on it. Like he's just overthinking it. He's a better player than that with the puck on a stick. Um, I would suspect he's going to score quick here in, in a hurry. I mean, he's got two points in the last two games. Got to start somewhere. I wonder what would have happened if that goal that he scored that bounced, it hadn't been disallowed. Yeah. Like you wonder yeah. if, if the mojo would have, would have started moving in the right direction. Um, yeah. Dr. Dr. Gonzo says now that Clowder and McLevin are seeming top six locks for now, does our bottom six need a look as far as um, an adjustment, a change, maybe a trade instead of goaltending? Is that, is that the priority now as far as um, a move to be made by the GM? Well, I know Shagra is going to say that, the third line center. I think that's a big one. I think that's got to be, and, and that's again, no disrespect to the current players there, but I think that's got to be beefed up a bit, but I would like to get Dylan Holloway back and playing and seeing where he fits in and what that looks like. You know, if, if your wingers are, um, Yanmark and Kane, and then you got Holloway and Brown, and those are the four, you know, where does Yanmark fit in? Um, Hamblin, how does he fit in? Gagne, how does he fit in? So I think let's, let's let this new coaching staff look at that when everyone is is now playing better. Uh, Mike Corky says they need Lavoie because Fogel is on track to be too expensive. Could Lavoie play a Fogel-type game? There's no doubt that that uh, Fogel's on track for a, a bigger contract than he's currently at. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that's why when you're looking at it, I think Lavoie has to continue. He's got to get on the team. He's got to get a regular nightly feature uh, spot on the team. I don't know if that's going to happen. Maybe there's got to be an injury or two down there for that to happen. Um, at this point, I can't say he's the logical replacement for Fogel. I think that would be Holloway. Gabriella says, um, have you guys talked about Peter Angelo's dangerous play today uh, towards the end of the game? And did you see the big hat? I don't think it, uh, I don't think I it connected it. in the way it did against Dreisaitl, but he had a big, like another big uh, lumberjack chop. Uh, right at the end of that game. Same thing he did to dry settle in the playoffs last year. Well, that'll be triggering for Oiler fans. Haven't seen it yet, though, Struts. Yeah, there's only one game in the NHL today. That was that Winter Classic. I didn't I didn't watch it either. I was out. Um, but you know what? I don't mind when top players make a, a, like do a dirty play. Like you get a little space, right? You got to create a little space for yourself. So I, I, yeah, I didn't love the way it was played out last year in the playoffs for the Oilers, but I don't mind when top players do that. Um, Obelisk 21 says, is there any concern that the Oilers are getting out hit regularly in games lately? How will they be be able to crank it up in the playoffs? Or is that just the type of team that the Oilers are? Uh, yeah, I mean, you gotta be a little bit careful when you're, you're, you're looking at those stats as far as hit totals. I think they can be a little bit misleading. A lot of road games lately too. Yeah. When I watch the games, I don't feel like the Oilers are getting pushed out of games. And let's look at their wingers. Um, Hyman, he's not getting pushed out of games. Um, Fogel, McLeod, Dry Saddle in the middle, Connor's not getting pushed out of games. F- um, who else? Kane, uh, Yanmark, like these guys aren't built to get pushed out of games. I don't really like Derek Ryan, not the biggest guy, but he 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 gets in there, right? They look at the D, all six are big guys. So I understand maybe what you're you're saying as far as that 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 hit total, but I don't think they've been pushed out of games. Nate Hay made a good point on the chat here too. He said they have the puck more. And when you have the puck more, you're going to receive more hits. So when you're in possession, maybe you get uh, hit a little more than they did uh, earlier on in the season. And the owners have had some big hits. Like the last two games, I think Darren A's laid out some guys big time. 
big, big. Yeah, they're not getting shoved out of games. I totally agree with you, Struds. And, and even Ryan McLeod is at least trying to finish some checks and getting inside people's gear and starting right. to battle a little bit more. So even the, the guys on the softer end of their lineup are playing with a little bit more physical commitment. Yeah. James Hamblin would maybe be the guy at risk a little bit, but he's scrappy. He, he doesn't shy away from things. He'll get in there. Uh, Sam Gagne, uh, he's scrappy too. So the, the, they don't have a lot of guys that play super small. Yeah, and then Holloway's coming back. Another big, yeah. fast body. One more, Zoobs. Okay, um, going back to Calvin Pickard, Lucas says league goaltending save percentage is about 903, and Pickard's save percentage in uh, whatever it is, five games this year, is 904. So he's providing above average goaltending, which he sees it as all we need. Uh, are you uh, in that, agree with that camp? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, I... You know, you just have to figure out what have you got here and what does it look like when you get to the playoffs, right? And and that's the, the real challenge for for Ken Holland as well as he only has so many assets to move things around. So if we agree they need to upgrade the 3C position because McLeod is going to be a now top six player, that's going to be expensive. A goalie is going to be expensive. Do you want to change the D? D depth, forward depth, like all that – you can't just do everything. You know, I don't think they have the assets to do that. So it's going to be a really interesting challenge for them to figure that out. Tons of great action on the stream. Thank you so much for all of your input into the Weiss Johnson YouTube mentions. That was Ask Us Anything brought to you by Match Eatery and Public House. Uh, going to wrap up the podcast tonight with our gem of the day. By the way, we're looking for uh, a new sponsor for gem of the day. So if you got a company and are a fan of the podcast and want to do a little advertising with us, reach out to us on Twitter or send us an email. Uh, gybpod at gmail.com is our email address. But Struddy, let's get to our gem of the day. You got something in mind? I do. It's when uh, you reveal the fact that you have a gel seat cover for your Peloton Normal. bike and wear padded pants to ride a 30-minute bike ride. At Both home. normal. Nothing abnormal about either of those things. I'm being conscientious about not taxing the undercarriage wow. too much. And I think that you're making far too big a deal of this, I would say. Mm. Wouldn't I? Zuby? Yeah. Zuby? You can be the great ar arbiter on this one, bud. It's all to do about nothing. This is normal. Uh, you know what? I, I'll give it to you, <laughs> Shogger, just because you're in your house. If you were go, if you were riding a bike outside, <laughs> then then I don't want to see that. Then it's then that's too much for me. But in the comfort of your own home, knock yourself out. That's how I feel about it. Just don't share it on the podcast, right? Yeah. yeah. It was a very in depth discussion. I have to say. Gem of the day, uh, good suggestion here from Davin, who says the PWHL should be the gem of the day. Yes, New York shutting out yeah. Toronto in the first PWHL game. Kareen Schroeder stopping all 29 shots that she faced, earning first star honors. So they are off and running in the PWHL. Yeah. Which and is a great. shout out to Howie Draper, longtime U of A Pandas coach. Yeah. And then uh, Cole Norm, my former teammate, the assistant coach. So good for them, the New York coach, the New York team. That's fantastic. Zuby, I think the gem of the day was you revealing out of the blue that you had to take a leak the entire podcast. About yeah. An hour and 10 minutes now. You know what? <laughs> wow. it, it crept in at about uh, maybe the 10 or 11 minute mark. No, that's not true. It was after the first commercial break because if I had planned it, I might have been able to run at the first commercial break, but not. 
I'll, I'll be secondary, fine. Secondary Relentless Award today goes to Davin, who was all over it on the stream today. Many good contributions and a bunch of good laughs. So yeah, thank you. Thanks, Davin. Struds, great job, buddy. Zuby, much appreciated. Oilers and Flyers uh, will have a post-game pod coming your way. Thanks for joining us. And a big thanks, as always, to all of our sponsors, including our good buddies over at Sherwood Buick GMC. Have a great finish to your night or rest of your day if you're listening in podcast form. And we'll talk soon. See ya.